Then whether you are eating or drinking or whatever you are doing, do all things to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the Why Jesus podcast. We're going to talk about passion today. We're going to start off by talking about um, do we lack passion in our modern Christian culture here in North America? Um, do you have some thoughts about that, Jordan? Yeah, well, when we were thinking about like just talking about this whole idea of passion, I was just thinking of how when I grew up, we... We didn't have a whole lot of passion as a Christian society, um, and I feel like that has a lot to do with the fact that we live in a world, um, part of the part of the world, where we have so much freedom and we have so much acceptance of things that it wasn't really challenged. You know, like my mm-hmm. faith wasn't challenged. Nobody, nobody came out to me and asked me why I believed what I believed. It was just assumed that all my friends, all the people that surrounded me, were. Christians, I use quotation marks because a lot of people live, a, say they're Christians but don't really live the Christian lifestyle. Um, but everyone, everyone kind of just assumed that the other people were Christians, and there was no, there was no challenge to um, prove prove what you believed and why you believed it, right? And so I think that has a lot to do with, like I said, the the freedom that we've been given and the fact that. Um, we grew up, like, the three of us grew up in a place called Winkler, Manitoba, where... Bible Belt. Bible Belt, yeah, where we were uh, predominantly Mennonites, um, and that's changing, and it's it's actually good, because I think we'll end up having a lot more passionate kids mm-hmm. um, because of it, because they will have to grow up in a public school system where they're challenged mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think... I think you're right, um, because I remember when, when I was in school, the more common question was, where do you go to church, not if you go to yeah, church, yeah. you know, and even by, like, your teachers, like, most of the teachers were Christian, mm-hmm. um, or at least kind of pretended to be, you know, because <laughs> I, um, I worked in a school a little bit, and I, I, re- I had found out, like, uh, with, like, religious exercises and stuff, which I'm not sure if that really happens outside of Winkler, I think that's kind of just this area and maybe a few other Christian communities. Um, but even if the teacher wasn't Christian, they were required to lead some sort of really? um, devotional or whatever and stuff like that. And so yeah, it has this almost fake culture behind it or whatever. And so I think I think the ki- when kids are going to grow up um, with a more challenging environment, the kids that are going to just blend into the world and just kind of forget about it were the kids that were going to be very lukewarm anyway. Yeah. And... I don't know, I wouldn't really say we're Christian anyway. And the kids that are going to step out would have been the ones that are going to step out, or will get the chance to step out and actually experience, you know, standing up for what they believe in and just kind of making that known. So, yeah, today actually I had this cool experience um, at work. Um, It's spring break now, so we have more teenagers working at work. um, And I just got to know this one kid. I think he's in grade 12. And we just started talking about growing up in Winkler. I thought he was a Mennonite, but he, he's not. He, he's from Germany. and doesn't even look like he's from Germany, but that's beside the fact. But, um, yeah, we just started talking about um, churches and, 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 and belief and faith. And and he's like, yeah, like, it must have been really, really easy and, like, nice to grow up in Winkler. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's all right, but I think... I told him it has its pros and cons. Like, yeah, we have, like, 30 churches for, you know, 13,000 people. But, like, 
I, I think we're literally sheltered at the same time. And just like, just like the, the fact that like, yeah, it's, it's nice um, to grow up in a, in a Christian um, city, if you want to call it that. Um, but, but there's definitely challenges um, and just like, yeah, challenges of just how, how to live your faith out in that. Cause like, like you were saying, Jordan, like we all, we're all Christians. Like we all know that we go to church and whether, whether you walk out, walk out or not, it's just another, another game. But yeah, I don't know. Like it was interesting to have that conversation with this kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause majority of people, whether they go to church or not, or involved in church or are really Christian or not do label themselves as a Christian or will, you know, their Facebook will probably make you feel like <laughs> they're probably some super conservative Christian. And that seems to just be good enough as long as you vote conservative and, you know, share Jesus on your Facebook a few times. You've kind of accepted that as, you know, you're one of the standard. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of the chosen few and you have now secured your spot in heaven. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I think it's so important to, to like, yeah, well, those things are great, you know, like sharing different posts about Jesus and sharing these things. Like I'm guilty of doing it. I, I, I share posts every once in a while or whatever. But I think, too, like, it's, it's super important that we understand why passion is important and mm-hmm. why God wants us to be passionate, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's so many consequences to not being a, a passionate person for God's work and, and, like, the story of Jesus, right? If, if we're not passionate about that, we put our passion somewhere else. And whether or not that passion is good or bad um, really is just up in the wind because... You know the the true good passion of of God's calling in our life. If we're not putting it there, like we could be putting it in pornography, we could be putting it into drugs, we could be putting it into um, even video games, right? If we get yeah. too passionate about something that isn't good or true, um, we're failing ourselves and mm-hmm. we're failing God. Because um, at the end of the day, people want to be busy with something, mm-hmm. yeah. whether that something is productive or not. Because everyone's busy with something, whether. Yeah. Like, we would really label that as busy. A kid playing video games all day is busy, you know, in a way. They're, 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 being, they're doing something, right? Yeah. And so as people, there aren't a lot of people that sit around and literally do nothing, right? And so as people, we, we need something to do, you know? And, yeah, if you don't, if you make God something that is part of your life and you don't make God your life, then, like, those two things look really different, you know? Yeah. If your mindset is... I need to squeeze in some time for God rather than my day is so consumed with God. I need to see if I can like fit a time in here somewhere to like do these other little things like whatever, yeah. check my email and that kind of yeah. thing, you know, <clears throat> which is, you know, I've been reading a uh, crazy love by Francis Chan, which is probably pretty out of date. I think that whole, that whole ship has <laughs> sailed or whatever. That was like a pretty popular book probably like what, six years ago or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I found it at MCC. It's a great read, really enjoying it. And he's just, uh, Francis is just really talking about how, when Jesus um, was talking to his disciples and uh, talking to his followers, he so clearly, like, he had so many illustrations where he talked about people who f- kind of believed in him but weren't really his followers. You know, he talked about the seeds in the soil. You know, he gave, you know, it's interesting how he gave so many, so many illustrations of seeds falling on bad soil and not being productive. Yeah. And only one illustration of a seed falling in good soil and growing. He talked about the seed falling on the path and just being eaten up. He talked about it growing in uh, just bad soil and it didn't have roots. And he talked about it 
going in thorns. So something like 75% of the seeds that he talked about didn't go anywhere and mm. weren't his yeah. true followers, mm. you know? And so that's something that's been really challenging me. It's like, is this, like, you know, Jesus talks about, you know, you can't, you know, put your hands to the plow and look back, you know, let the dead bury their own dead. You know, like, he wants 100% devoted, you know, connection. And obviously, like, his grace makes up for where we fail. Yep. But he wants us to try to be yep. 100%, right? And, you know, and it, you know, it really challenged, it's really been challenging me. It's just like, is this what my life looks like? If I never told someone that I was a Christian, would they make that assumption, you know? Mm. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's something that's been just really challenging me is, like, Jesus didn't ask for good enough, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, this might be a, a talk for another day, but, you know, like, is just saying the prayer and never continuing, is, are you a Christian? Is that what Jesus actually asked for? Right. You know? I, I think that totally lines up with what we're, like, the passion that we're talking about, because you're talking about this challenge in your life and how you're challenging yourself, and I think that's a part of how we how we foster passion mm-hmm. is if we continue to challenge ourselves and if we step out in faith, right? Like if we, if we just continue to live life <coughs> and just, you know, go to church on Sundays and raise our hands once in a while during worship, mm-hmm. yep. Yep. you know, you're not going to go anywhere in your faith because you're not actually going through valleys. And I think uh, something that we, like we've just talked about a couple times in, in uh, senior youth where we all volunteer um, it's just this idea that there's hills and valleys in our life and um, we have to go through the valleys. Mm-hmm. The valleys are where we grow and the, and the hilltops or mountaintops or whatever you want to call them are the places where we get to look back and say, this is where I grew. <laughs> like, yeah. look, at the, look at God at work in this area of my life. Yeah. Where, and, and then the mountaintop is us you know, being worshipful and just mm-hmm. praising God for... His teaching goodness. us this lesson, this yeah. goodness, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and without that valley, without challenge and um, uh, I don't know what else to call it, but challenge. Without challenge, we don't grow, and I think that that is just like number one way to foster passion mm-hmm. is to challenge ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, I would call it pruning. Actually, like, I think mm. if you talk about vines and and <coughs> growing, I think God prunes us actually, right? Because He knows it's good for us, yeah, and, and He sees the bigger picture. So like he knows where in our life we need to be pruned and we, we need to be challenged and we need to, because he, yeah, you know, like he just need, knows that we need him, you know. Mm. So yeah, that's yeah. a good word, Jordan. Yeah. And I think too, like um, we talked last podcast about community and I think that's another way that we foster passion in our lives is doing this like our podcast this is something that i i truly believe is fostering a passion in our lives the three of us and i just think that um as we continue to be intentional in our relationships with each other we grow we become more passionate about the things that we do together and if we're doing things together that are for god then we're becoming more passionate about those things right Mm -hmm. what do you guys think Absolutely. I think, um, yeah, something that, like, I'm just realizing is, like, nothing, nothing we do really matters aside from God, right? Like, you know, like, it's such a simple thing, and it's something that we, you know, we tell kids in Sunday school, and yet we spend our whole life chasing after a respectable career, a respectable place to live, um, you know, 
having a proper education, making sure that you go to the right college, you know, um, and all these kind of things. And it's like, you know, I look at what Jesus asked asked from us, and he really just asked us to follow him wholeheartedly. Yeah. You know, and, you know, he asked us to give up that stuff. You know, Jesus talked about money so much and how it just didn't matter and how it was more of just this curse, you know, and it's this it's this lie that this is what's bringing you happiness. And, and we talk about it so much that it's become a cliche to say that money doesn't bring you happiness, but yet we yeah. still kind of pursue it. And we, we talk about it, I don't know, when, when people talk about it, it seems that they say, yeah, you don't need it and it doesn't bring you happiness, but make sure you have enough, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. They, yeah. you know, And so we're really just buying into this, you know, just another one of these lies I think steals our passion, you know, that we need to chase after and spend yeah. so much time in investing in our career so we can make enough money, have a have a nice retirement, you know, go on the right vacations, mm-hmm. drive the right car, yeah. and this kind of stuff. And I think it even seals our joy because it's when we're passionate about the Lord that, like, we will find the fullest joy in our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to chase stuff like cars or whatever you were saying, Levi, like, our joy is going to be, like, not not good for us, you yeah. know, because like, that's the stuff we run after isn't going to be with us forever like we're, we're going to die yeah. you know and that, you can't take that where, where we're going to go you know yeah 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 well and you know and like i know people that work long hours and you know make a lot of money and those people usually aren't very happy <laughs> you know they're usually have little to no energy you know because they've invested so much into that it's hard for them to be passionate about anything else mm. you know and it's easy for me to say because I don't have a mortgage and I don't have any loans and all this kind of stuff, you know, live with my parents. Um, that's something that I really just hope I, I don't lose. I know one day I'll have to, you know, find my own place to live or whatever. Maybe that'll be a culvert or something, you know. It's like, it's like, you know, I really just hope for myself and for other people that we can just kind of forget about that lie, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I do need to eat something and I do need to sleep somewhere where I won't get hypothermia. And so let's figure those things out, you know. Let's, you know, let's make that happen. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's sad when people ask you, even within the church, like, you know, where do you work, this kind of stuff, and not, you know, how are you and God doing? Hmm. Are you passionate? You yeah. know, are yeah. you following God? They, you know? they want to know how your flesh is doing, but not your spirit, right? And hmm. I think, yeah. I think um, that kind of leads into another thing I, I, was, I was thinking um, just today while I was prepping. Um, I think as we've been kind of been talking about these these desires of our flesh right like having the right paycheck having the right job having the right career you know um whatever it is you know being top on a video game right like those kind of things um we have to die to our our fleshly passions and desires like because those things are getting in the way of us being passionate about god and his work Mm. and i think that just interferes and i yeah, I, I'm so guilty of doing it. Like, mm. <laughs> I think we all are. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's no, there's no getting around the fact that we're all guilty of doing something that that takes a pe- away from our passion for for Jesus. Um, but I think, like Levi was saying too before, is it's a matter of trying. Like God's God's not asking us to be perfect because He knows that we can't. Um, he's asking us to try, and then he'll make up the rest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this doesn't mean that we have to do stuff, we have to accomplish stuff, but we have to be, you know, because God doesn't need us to save the world, right? Yeah. Um, he wants us to be part of that, which is really cool. You know, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think we give enough credit to that, that we are literally saving the world, you know, because if we don't mm. do it, no one else will, yeah. you know? And, 
you know, me and Steve joke a lot about world domination and how all this is about taking over the world, but it's kind of true. Like, we are trying to take over the world with God, you know? Yeah. And that's, that is essentially the goal at the end of the day is, did, did what I did today, did it bring us one step closer to bringing God, you know, hmm. to be the rightful ruler of this world? Yeah. You know? And I think something that helps my passion is just to think of things really big, you know? I like to, I like to think back to every little thing I've ever done that's good and think, whether it's in a big way or a little way that did change the world, you know, I like to think that the world is different because I was here and because, well, I shouldn't say that. I should say the world is different because God chose to use me yeah. and I was responsive to the call, yeah. you know, and I don't want to miss those opportunities. You know, I want to find those opportunities to serve God and they're always, they're always hard. They're always uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, um, the things that have been, I think the most world changing or, you know, the most impactful have always been the toughest. And have always just been very tiring and, you know, usually, yeah, they just, they take a lot out of you, but it's worth mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I think they take a lot out of you, but in the end you feel refueled afterwards, right? Like For sure. Because it, it's taking, when you're giving 100%, there's nothing left to, yeah. to, to use, right? But mm -hmm. God's like, give me your 100% and then I'll give you another 100. Mm -hmm. You know, they, he refuels you for the next mission. He, for sure. Yeah. I just think that's really cool. I think, uh, like you're saying too, like I think I think some of the most passionate times in my life is when I've, when I've answered the call that God's put on my life, mm -hmm. and I think the most depressing and most <laughs> non-passionate times in my life are those times when I know I deliberately avoided doing what God called me to do, mm -hmm. and you you look back mm -hmm. and you see those opportunities that just slid past you, and you. <coughs> Oh, like regret yeah. and you mm -hmm. spend the next week you know in a, in a, in a hole in a hole yeah, yeah. just mm -hmm. it's our selfishness I think you know yeah. like it's just like us like not wanting to be intentional it's us being selfish and us being like oh like you know like it's gonna be worth it this time like you know mm -hmm. like but if you think about it it's not about us you know it's just us saying yes to Jesus and just moving forward in that and just trusting God that, that he would give us strength and he would give us what we need for that moment when he calls us to do something, I think. Absolutely. Because our, our spirit and our flesh really aren't, they're not the same thing. They're not the same being. They're, they want two different, two totally different things, right? Yeah. And it really depends which part of, and at the end of the day, they are both part of ourself. And so we, we have to identify with one of them, you know. Like, which master do you want to serve? Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. <clears throat> like, there will always be a part of you that wants to earn the money, you know, that wants this or whatever, that wants to buy into all the distractions because they do make sense for here on earth. If our only existence was going to be here on earth, then yeah, absolutely. You better start making money because otherwise you're going to live a really crappy, uncomfortable life and then you're going to die and that's that. Yeah. yeah right. Done. But it's, it's really not, you know, the Bible talks about storing up treasure in heaven. You know, I don't think most modern day theologians have figured out what that means yet, but <laughs> You know, it's important. You know, I'm going to be there for eternity, so I want to. I want it to be pretty sweet. You know, hmm. and yeah, and I wonder if that's. I don't know. I wonder if that's just this like fake incentive <laughs> to do the right thing. Because like, <laughs> I feel like eternity with God, you can't really add anything to make it better, right? So I wonder if, I wonder if the whole treasure in heaven thing was just to give us an idea of why we should do it, without. It's hard to explain, I guess, because I'm just realizing it now. <laughs> but you know, because um, regardless, if we if we make it to heaven or when we make it to heaven, you know, we're going to be with God, and I don't really know if extra treasure or whatever yeah, would have made it God's better. The ultimate treasure. You know, 
So I think I think it was just something that Jesus used to help us understand that mm. the things you're doing now are important and they're good. Yeah. And he didn't know how to <laughs> give us the incentive other than with like some sort of, you know, money thing. Maybe that's really heretical. And <laughs> I might have upset all the Steinbeck Bible College students or whatever with my heresy, but oh, well. that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so this is just a verse that I think has helped me just find my own passion and just kind of understand a little bit who I'm serving. So this is Ezekiel 1 verse 25, just to the end of the chapter. As they stood with wings lowered, a voice spoke from beyond the crystal surface above them. Above the surface was something that looked like a throne made of blue lapis lazuli. And on this throne, high above, was a figure whose appearance resembled a man. From what appeared to be his waist up, he looked like gleaming amber, flickering like a fire. And from his waist down, he looked like a burning flame, shining with splendor. All around him was a glowing halo, like a rainbow, shining in the clouds on a rainy day. This is what the glory of the Lord looked like to me when I saw it. I fell face down on the ground, and I heard someone's voice speaking to me. So for me, I think... That just really puts it in per, into perspective. Who is it that I'm serving? Who is it ha- that my life has been given to? And, you know, when you, if you can really, I'm a really visual person, so I, I really like that kind of stuff. And so if I really just put that in my head, and then, you know, when I t- have the things that distract me in life, like whatever, TV shows, or just things that I spend way too much time on, I look pretty silly if I can imagine myself bringing, you know, Netflix to God in that image and say, you know what, I'd really just rather um, spend some extra time watching this show today. Um, I'm sure you understand. I'll give you, like, this quick 30-second prayer when I'm half asleep, and then we'll try again tomorrow. You know, like, that's just, you know, it's another thing that I've just been reading in Crazy Love by Francis Chan. He just talks about how the idea that something is better than nothing just isn't true with God, you know? You wouldn't, you you don't want, um, nobody wants like a half-hearted compliment that they know is given um, just out of guilt or whatever. You know, yeah. 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 Like, it's like when <laughs> when people are at like a wedding and you have to like walk past the bride and the groom and you have to say something nice even if yeah. you don't know them. Yeah. You know? Or, or it's like, them. yeah, it's like most people probably don't want, or they don't feel any better yeah. from a total stranger being like, oh, you're such great people or you're, you'll be so happy. It's like, well, they don't even know, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> or, you know, or like a millionaire giving you like 20 cents. Like, you know, that's... That's, that's just disrespectful almost, you yeah. know, if you're like starting a charity or something, you know. And so in the case of God, like we have to realize this is the all-powerful king of the universe. Mm. And sometimes we bring him like our leftovers, you yeah. know, and it's like, well, I guess mm. you can have this today. So something that, yeah, something that I'm just realizing is for me when I started just really challenging myself on this kind of stuff, like I felt so much guilt that, oh my word, like I can't believe I've done this to God. I've just, you know, devalued him so much. And that's not what God wants either because things done out of guilt isn't the start of a healthy relationship. You yeah. know, if you date someone because you feel sorry for them, you know, <laughs> um, that's not going anywhere. Yeah, no, that's not you lasting. Wow. And, so, and, I, and so that's not how we need to look at God. I think find, find the thing that God's passionate about, that you're passionate about, and really dig into that. Yeah. And really find, find the way that you connect with God. Um, whether it's through, I think prayer and Bible study is absolutely necessary, um, but there are things that we can add on to that, right? Like, do you connect with God through music? Do you connect with God through nature? Do you connect with God through whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Find your thing and just re- really work at developing that relationship with God and be passionate about Him through love and through this 
um, intense relationship that you have with them. Don't do it because you heard a podcast and you felt guilty. Um, or, yeah, you read Francis Chan's book and you felt guilty. Yeah, unless it's conviction. Yeah. Well, and I feel like you can be convicted and you don't necessarily... That's not guilt, right? Nope. Convicting is just when you realize you need to change, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. Build that relationship with God. Have a genuine love for Him. Be passionate. 